0: episode 18. And this is coming to you at the end of March, which means we are almost one quarter of the way through 2021. That sounds pretty crazy to me. So today's topic is emotional growth, or you could simplify that down to what do feelings have to do with anything? what does how I feel have to do with me committing to my own growth or to my success in my business or my life? Like Feelings are just there, people. Why do I need to pay attention to them? So I thought I might share with you, though, one of my clients, Kate, recently, I asked her a question and I said, okay, thus far in our committed to growth group, What's the biggest change that you have experienced? And she wrote to me and she said, I am thinking through and analyzing my feelings much more. I feel like I have more motivation. So this is interesting, right? So what she's saying is by analyzing her feelings, she is becoming more motivated. Super intriguing. So keep that in the back of your head as we walk through the five key points that I'm going to share with you today. If you could analyze how you're feeling more and think through things, how would that change your motivation? Okay, just sort of an interesting concept. So I'm going to share with you five developmental stages or phases of emotional growth or growth in terms of how we feel that will help you become more motivated and also realize what feelings have to do with anything. And I'm just going to give you a little heads up. It is not all about thinking positive. Okay, so that's a disclaimer, a newsflash. It's not all about feeling positive. So, number one, really, you could get your most learning on phase or key point number one by going back to either episode number three, where we talk about feelings, or episode number six, where we talk about emotional adulthood. Because in those episodes, I really explore in depth how to identify what you're feeling and how to understand your feelings. And there's even a free downloadable sheet that lists, I don't know, 200 feelings, which is interesting to look through. Because really, I think we only use about 20 words in our normal everyday vocabulary to describe how we're feeling. And there are hundreds of words to describe how we're feeling or feeling. Our emotions. And I'm going to use those two words interchangeably emotions and feelings. And the more sophisticated you can get at being able to decipher between your emotions, the more you're going to be able to create the life that you want or the business you want or the career you want. So think about it. If I told you right now that when I sat down to record this podcast, I was feeling really excited or I was feeling optimistic, or I was feeling expectant, or I'm feeling elated in recording this versus I feel good, or I feel fine. Okay, so most people say, I feel good. I feel fine about it. That's all they have in there. But if I'm telling you I'm optimistic, or excited, or expectant, or elated, I'm giving you so much more information. So, next time someone says to you, How are you? Don't say fine. You to use a different word. What are you really? Okay. Because if you don't have anything beyond fine or good, you don't really have any diversity in the types of emotions you're having. You're covering up a lot. Sometimes people say, I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling anxious. What's going on there? is they're just resisting the underlying emotion. They're not really wanting to experience whatever the emotion is that's at the root of it all. So they're pushing it away and resisting it, which is causing a lot of anxiety and panic for so many women. Okay, so the first step in this process here is to really be able to understand and identify what the emotion is that you are having Choosing from a wide variety of emotional options. You need to get diverse. Here's another way to be diverse in the words you use to describe how you're feeling, okay? Because that's really going to allow you to get to the root of things. And also, it's going to give the people you're talking to more context in which to be able to communicate with you. So, number two is to allow all those feelings without judgment without fear, without resistance. Okay. Now this is easy for me to say, but this is hard for me to do just like you, because we have not trained ourselves to allow all the feelings. We have trained ourselves to move past feelings very quickly, especially the ones we don't want or to even pretend we don't feel them. This is the ones we don't want, and it is the ones we want too. So think about this. We often have a hard time celebrating, right? We just kind of move past it. Next, what's next? (laughs) Especially when we feel disappointed or confused. We want to get rid of that. Move past it. Next, right? So for example, when we're feeling annoyed, we have been trained to just kind of suck it up and move on, right? We don't want to sit with that annoyance and explore what's really causing the annoyance. When you think about it, being annoyed, it's actually okay. It's harmless. Nothing's really wrong. We can't get hurt from being annoyed. It's just part of being human, right? And if you just try to move past it or not feel it, does it make it happen less often in the future? No, it doesn't. When you can learn how to allow an emotion, we spend a lot of time in my Committed to Growth group program doing that, learning how to allow emotions. When we allow ourselves to recognize that although we don't want to feel something, it's there, okay? We are making huge progress. It's just kind of part of the deal, all right? So think about urges. So when we allow an urge but not necessarily act on it, whether that be eating chocolate or watching Netflix or picking up the phone and calling an ex-boyfriend, when we allow that urge to be there, but we don't act on it, don't we always become stronger for it? We notice what's really behind it all. Is it sadness or loneliness or boredom? And when we know that, and only when we know that, can we create change. Okay, so here's a story for you. A client of mine was really feeling annoyed at an instructor she had for a course she enrolled in. So she chose to enroll in the course. She actually knew who the instructor was going to be too. And she was feeling annoyed because she felt like this instructor was always judging her. So she was thinking about quitting the course or saying something or Or dropping out. Like she had all these options of things she could do. But those were all coming from that place of wanting to move past being annoyed. She didn't like that feeling. So she was just going to solve for it. She was just going to eliminate it. But we worked through what was really behind all that. And what we decided was that if she could just separate out and be okay with her being annoyed... She actually was going to be able to finish the course, which is really what she wanted, and recognize just the value in the course itself and not really deal with the instructor. But she had to separate out the annoyed from her desire to be in the course, the annoyed with the instructor from her desire to be in the course. But when she did it, when she allowed the urge versus reacting to it, she got a whole different result. Another story that came up this weekend is I have a friend who has a freshman at Butler University, and there was a COVID outbreak, and they all had to get tested. They actually quarantined the entire dorm, like 650 kids for a weekend. And he was sending pictures to my friend of everybody in the hallway, of the disgusting lunches that they gave them. And I mean, no one wants to be in that situation, right? Like, we don't wish that upon anyone. But by allowing The annoyance and frustration, and like by allowing that, and actually in this case, he had no choice. He couldn't go anywhere, unlike my client who enrolled in the course, who could actually drop it. He couldn't do that by just sort of sitting with it. He actually had some fun. Okay. College kids, they get creative, right? (laughs) So it turned out to be not such a bad weekend, but he had to allow those feelings to be there. And to see what else came up for him. And there was no way to squash those feelings. So reacting to the urge versus allowing it, two different things. So number three is I want you to be able to recognize if you are indulging in your emotions. And when you indulge in an emotion, it's really what keeps you stuck. This is when you succumb to something. And it's often when you start to blame other people too. So my best analogy for indulging is, you know, that pint of Ben and Jerry's that you could just take a spoon to and eat the whole pint and you feel you have indulged a little too much. And once you start eating it and looking at that spoon, you can't stop. It's the same thing with your feelings. If you are catching yourself or recognizing that you can't stop feeling a certain way, then you are indulging in it. And oftentimes that doesn't serve you. You can't think straight when you're indulging in a feeling. It feels terrible, just like that whole pint of Ben and Jerry's, probably an hour later, feels terrible in your stomach. And you don't get anywhere, right? But the reason we indulge is because we don't want to experience any other negative emotion. And if we can stay in the indulged, if we can stay in the confused, for example, then we don't have to do the uncomfortable thing. All right. So my example here is when clients say to me, I just don't know what to do next, or it's so confusing. There are so many options. They just stay in that space. They stay in that confusion. They're indulging in the confusion and that creates them being stuck. So you have to kind of analyze, are you indulging in an emotion? Doesn't feel good. But usually when you're indulging, it's because you don't want to experience anything else, which brings me to number four. So number four is when you have a feeling that you don't really want, but you allow it, okay? You have the willingness to feel it in order to create the future you want and stay committed to your goal. You might as well experience those negative emotions, say, let's go back to the example about, say, asking for the sale. All right. So you don't want to ask for the sale. So you tell me you don't know what to do. You're so confused. All right. And that doesn't feel very good versus feeling uncomfortable with the ask. So actually doing the ask, you're feeling uncomfortable. But guess what? You're getting closer to your goal of maybe getting the sale. So frustration and awkward or uncomfortable, they're all negative. (laughs) They're still in the negative side of life. You know, in life, our feelings 50% positive, 50% negative. So it's not like it got any better when you actually did what you were feeling uncomfortable or confused about, but you increased your odds of actually getting somewhere. We wanna say stay comfortable. We want things to be easy and conserve energy and avoid pain. But if you're willing to do the thing that's not comfortable, that might be a little painful, that's probably hard, if you're willing to do it and be rejected possibly, or maybe even humiliated or feel failure and all stumbly and mumbly, that's part of being human. It's also part of the human experience that opens us up to more possibilities. Okay, more possibilities of maybe helping someone or having more time or more money. If you try to just stay in that positive column and you try to be happy all the time, that makes you crazy too. But when you allow for 50-50, 50% 50 negative and 50% positive, when you allow for that full experience, there's nothing to lose. So remember, you can't just go into the positive pile. You can't go from confusion to clarity. There has to be something in the middle. So you might have to go from confusion to uncomfortable to comfortable to clear. There's no zip line. There's no fast pass. (laughs) So maybe you're trading one negative emotion for the other, but that uncomfortable emotion or maybe feeling something's hard, they have a lot more value to them because they're getting you closer to your goal when you're willing to feel that way. So you know that that's what your life's going to be 50-50. So you might as well pursue the bigger dream or the bigger sale. If you're going to feel bad half the time anyway, why not? The reason we're not pursuing our dreams, the reason we're not going after what we want is because we don't want to feel bad when we don't get it. When you already don't get it, when you already don't have it, You already feel really bad, so you might as well try. You might as well become the person you want to be, being fully alive or being fully human and experiencing everything. So you have to kind of say, okay, I don't like feeling this way, but I'm willing to process through it. So if you experience an urge and really allow that urge to be there, there's no beginning, middle, and end to it. It isn't going to overtake you in life. When we feel like our emotions are going to overtake us is when we push them away and we don't experience them. And then they become this overwhelming resistance. But when we allow ourselves to pass in and through, because of the human experience being 50-50, we start really experiencing life because we know we're going to go out into the day and probably experience some negative emotion. But that's okay. We're human. It's fine. It's fine. So a good question to ask yourself at the end of the day is, what was one thing I did today that was uncomfortable? you will be amazed at what happens if you start to think that way. But when we go out into our day and we say to ourselves, I better not experience anything negative today. I'm going to make sure these people don't cause negative emotion today. What do we end up doing? We end up resisting. And in the process, we end up creating all the negative emotion by trying to avoid the other type of negative emotion. All right, so we already start with resistance. You don't want to feel this, but you allow it and you recognize that you have to move through a process in order to get to the other side. And then number five kind of continues on. It's really what I call creating emotion on purpose or being really deliberate and intentional on creating the feelings you want. So this means that you know that you get the fact that as a human, you have the ability to generate or create emotions on purpose by what you think with your own brain power. Okay, You can generate your thinking and in turn your feelings and then your actions based on what in life or in business you want, whenever, wherever. So when you tell yourself that this is the life you want, but you are not like, I want to be successful in this. I want to be able to go on vacation five times a year, but you're not creating it. It's likely because you're not allowing all of the emotions you have, all those 200 emotions on that page, all those emotions you have to exist. You are not allowing the spectrum of emotions to happen, the positive and the negative. So if you think about it, When people say, I just have to be more positive, that's not true. First of all, you can't just be more positive because life is 50-50. Even if it was that easy, that life was just always positive, you definitely wouldn't be creating the life you desire. All right. So think about this. We know that there's horrible things that happen in the world. There's death. There's rape. There's stealing. There's violence. There's terrorism. But also think about this. We bring children into the world all of the time. On purpose. So we must know deep down inside that life is worth living because we know that those children, they too will have to experience all of the horribleness. So one of my favorite sayings is who signed me up for this? Okay. Lots of times it has to do with a kid. Who signed me up to have to deal with this? Guess what? I signed myself up 19 years ago and I signed myself up again 17 years ago to be a parent. I also signed myself up a few years ago to be a business owner. Once I recognize that I signed myself up, I actually start to enjoy things. I start to have fun with it. I know I said fun. I know you think I'm crazy, but I actually have started to have more fun with things. So we're not supposed to enjoy the negative part of life, but when we see it as part of the experience of being alive, that's when those touching moments, those deeper moments, deep love, even heartbreak, that's when we always say we'd do it again. We would go through it all over again to have that experience of being alive. I'm going to share with you a little story. It's a personal story. So my daughter, who's now 17, at the age of nine, was diagnosed with scoliosis. And she had a pretty severe curve. I don't know if you know anything about scoliosis, but basically, she was in a back brace seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, she did take it off to shower and do some things, but she was supposed to be in it full time. And it went on for about three and a half years. Okay. So just picture that. It was probably from the time she was about 10 to the middle of seventh grade, 13. She was in a back brace. And she had to learn how to navigate that whole thing at school and with all the other things she was going on. I mean, she was kind of forced to grow up pretty quick. But every time she grew more than three centimeters, we had to get a new brace. So in the span of those three, four years, she was in six different braces. And it just so happened that the brace that was most appropriate for her wasn't made everywhere in the U.S. And the guy that we went to, the orthodist, I'll give him a shout out, Grant Wood of Align Clinic, was in California, right outside San Francisco. So Rebecca and I would get on a plane, United, flies nonstop, Indianapolis to San Francisco, often. Sometimes it was every four months. And we would have to go out there and we were there for four or five days as they made this brace and adjusted it and fitted her and we went back and they tweaked it. And it was really uncomfortable. It was super uncomfortable for her. And it also was uncomfortable for me. Those were really trying, tough parenting days. And I didn't like watching her suffer through it because there was some suffering through it. But I got to a point where I decided that this was going to be fun and I started to, on purpose, create thoughts that would lead me to work through the negative parts of it. I didn't want them to be there. I didn't want all those negative feelings to be there. But I decided on purpose that I was going to work through them and allow them to be there. It was okay that I didn't think this was all so great. But I also was going to create some fun on these trips. And we did some fun stuff. I mean, San Francisco is a pretty fun city, right? These weren't vacations, but we started to add some fun in. So I allowed all those negative emotions to be there. I didn't resist them, but I also was able to separately create fun on purpose. And I think when I look back at those, probably a good four and a half to five year span where we were dealing with this, I mean, my heart sinks. I still, today, it skips a beat. But I also have some images in my head of some big smiles on her face as we went up and down the hills of San Francisco. We decided I kind of got to the point where we would order room service a lot on really hard days when she was in the clinic for hours and hours and ordering, you know, ice cream sundaes. And at that point, she was super into Sephora. So spending hours in Sephora in between appointments. So anyway, my point is, I wasn't really enjoying necessarily all those negative emotions, but I allowed them to be there and then I created the fun on purpose. Okay, so to sum up today, number one, we know that there are a variety of emotions and feelings out there and they are different and distinct and we have to be able to differentiate them. Number two, we need to be able to allow all of our feelings to happen. They just have to be there don't have to love them, but we have to allow them to happen and not squash them. Number three, we have to start to notice if we're indulging, if we're kind of going beyond and we're indulging in an emotion that's not serving us and that's keeping us stuck. Number four, we have to notice if this emotion we're feeling is something we don't want, but is necessary in order to work through a process. You may not want to feel the pain of a back brace, but you've got to work through it in order to get to the other side of a straight spine. I didn't want to feel the overwhelm I felt in that process, but I had to work through it. I didn't get stuck there. I didn't indulge in it. I had to work through it. In order to actually get to another negative emotion, Which was frustration. I got to the why me phase, but I had to work through that in order to get to the phase of, yes, this is going to be hard, but this is giving her more of the life that she wants because she did not want to have a metal rod in her spine for the rest of her life. And then the fifth thing is having the ability to create any emotion on purpose. So I got to the point where I was able to create some fun. And in my business, there's lots of negative emotions every single day. And I do try to take inventory at the end of the day. What's one uncomfortable thing I did today? But usually when I do that uncomfortable thing, it's leading to growth in my business, which allows me to help you more. So for homework, go to the show notes, download the free downloadable for this episode, which is about emotional balance. And it really helps you identify what emotions do I want to keep? What emotions do I really not want, but are necessary? And what emotions am I indulging in? Okay, so download that emotional balance worksheet and then even go back to the past episodes three and six and download what's in there, which are those feelings worksheets. Okay, my friends, I really hope that was helpful. And I want you to be like Kate and recognize that when you can analyze and process these feelings, it's actually kind of motivating. And I always invite you to come join me inside my Committed to Growth group. You can go and start that enrollment process at any time, regardless of where we are within our group cycle, because there's always one starting pretty much every quarter. So go check that out at the andrealeerose.com backslash group-coaching dash page and make sure you send me a direct message on Instagram or a message on Facebook and let me know what emotions you think you're allowing or indulging in or processing through. Until next time, remember, it's always time to level up and you have it in your power to create that for yourself. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and manage life, head to AndreaLibros.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-L-I-E-B-R-O-S-S.com to find out about the ways we can work together. Until next time, go level up.